Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone. This is Johnny Tan, author of From My Mama's Kitchen, Food for the Soul, Recipes for Living. Happy holidays and welcome to From My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio Show. My guests for this morning are Penelope Jean Hayes and Carol Serene Borgens. Penelope is the foremost leader in contagious and osmotic energy known as viral enology. She has appeared on television hundreds of times as an expert guest, including for Dr. Phil, ABC News, and International. In 2020, Penelope found the Viral Energy Institute for Personal, Interpersonal, and Planetary Wellness. She is the author of The Magic of Viral Energy, An Ancient Key to Happiness, Empowerment, and Purpose, and The Lightly Future. Carol is a channeler and medium. She communicates with the spirit messenger. Pax, channeling Pax wisdom for books through automatic writing. They have brought wisdom and guidance to people worldwide since the early 1900s. Their current writings form the books The Likely Future, Short and Long-Term Guidance from the Source, a COVID-19 expose. Carol's diverse background includes nursing, breeding, and showing purebred dogs, racing British sports car, and restoring old wooden boats. Carol says the gift of Pax is the greatest blessings in her life. Together they co-author Do Unto Earth, It's Not Too Late. Nelvi, Carol, and I will be having a conversation about their remarkable life's journey and their latest book. The book empowers humanity with the wisdom and knowledge to fulfill our destiny rooted in love, unity, respect, and action. Good morning, ladies. Happy Tuesday. Welcome to From My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio. How are you two doing this morning? Great, Johnny. Thank you for having us. Yes, good morning, and thank you for having us. Wonderful, wonderful. It is a pleasure to have you both on the air with me. I am excited to learn more about you two and do unto earth. It's not too late. The book is very insightful, well-organized, and an easy read, I might say. It is about 400 pages long, but it is an easy read. Thank you for sharing the remarkable information with the world. Thank you. Our honor, really. Wonderful, wonderful. Let us start by getting to know you two ladies a little bit better. Please give us a quick walkthrough of your life from childhood to the present moment. And Penelope, would you like to start first? And we do have the whole hour here. so. <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, it's an interesting question. Not many hosts actually ask for context on our personal lives um, from childhood to present day. So that's, that's quite a span, but I'll try to make it quick. Um, my family, I, I come from a family of immigrants, and I grew up in Ontario, Canada, on my grandfather's fruit orchard. And so my grandfather, when they were struggling at different um, times, when there was a recession, he started selling off pieces of his orchard and sold off a piece of property that my mother and father years later then purchased. And so we lived next door to my grandparents, and it was a wonderful upbringing, um, full of love, and my grandmother's apple pies. She was from Finland. And then we moved many times. So for my father's work, our family began moving, and that's when life really changed for me. And in many ways, it was like being ripped out of uh, a beautiful life surrounded with love, unconditional love, and family. 
and being uh, thrust into new environments, new schools. And this actually was every two years we moved cities. So it's, you know, it started to change mm-hmm. me. I was a shy kid and this was, you know, the worst possible scenario for a shy kid. So after three or so moves, I had um, actually been in, a, you know, quite a difficult spot as a 15-year-old then at that time. And so I ran away from home. And I ran away from home and started off by sleeping on the couches of friends, but I didn't really know anybody all that well being new to town. And Mm -hmm. so it was a um, difficult, challenging, and perilous uh, situation for a 15-year-old. Later on, I actually broke my back in a sports injury doing gymnastics and had a full spinal fusion. Uh, I was later on also in my 20s, the victim of domestic violence and spent three weeks in a hospital recovering from uh, stress from that situation. So I've had a lot of challenges, ups and downs in my life, and that brought me to a spiritual journey. And I was a very introspective person. I really wanted to figure out the meaning of happiness and what Mm -hmm. that could be through all of my struggles, you know, what was the meaning of happiness? What would happiness be for me? And I did find happiness on my journey to purpose and have studied a lot of the spiritual and metaphysical things. Um, My own study as well, I like to look inwardly. So through meditation and contemplation and um, a process of just discovering for myself what that is. So I have uh, put together a process of studying something called viral energy, and that's the contagious nature of energy and social interaction Mm -hmm. in those environments all around us, and discovered that energy affects us and we affect energy. We affect the energy around us through really a passive process of osmosis. So using my own techniques developed over years, I then turned my life around, and today I'm really living the life of my dreams, Johnny. So it has been a tremendous expansion from a shy and scared kid to (laughs) a person who is now deploying and sharing what I've learned along the way and living a life of um, magic and dreams and fulfillment. Beautiful story. That's really, really beautiful. Carol, will you share with us your story? Uh, yes, um, gladly. It uh, is uh, a story of a uh, happy childhood, uh, stable childhood in uh, Victoria, British Columbia, on the west coast of Canada. And it was uh, a time in my childhood of reliving, uh, although I didn't realize it, pieces of uh, past lifetimes. Uh, mm-hmm through interests uh, that I didn't know where they came from and um, just a, always a sense of knowingness, uh, clairsentient, if you will, and mm-hmm. growing up as um, just a pretty normal child with um, spirit always calling me, but I didn't recognize it until much later in life. I, I had um, um, a wonderful upbringing and uh, a very religious family, and though I couldn't quite accept everything that I heard in church, I uh, couldn't really say that to my parents. So 
I just continued to question everything that uh, that they were living by, you know, while having mm-hmm. to pretty much um, go go along with it. And um, later in life, I began to really practice and learn about everything I could that was metaphysical, and began to have a particular interest in past life regression and learned uh, processes to accomplish that and began to work with people um, to to effectively allow them to visit past lifetimes uh, for therapeutic purposes. Um, there's always something that's blocking us in, in our journey towards mm-hmm. happiness and success uh, in a lifetime that can very often be attributed to something that transpired in a past lifetime, something that we have brought forward with us unknowingly. So I did uh, enjoy doing that kind of work and always was fascinated by the notion of automatic writing. I I had been reading everything to do with Edgar Cayce and his journey mm-hmm. and explorations, um, and then I I'm kind of shifted and wanted to learn automatic writing, and uh, that is the process I use uh, for channeling packs. And mm-hmm. um, once once that came and and. Uh, Pax introduced himself to me. That was the major shift in my life. I had a um, very busy, happy um, life of exploration of all things, but I never knew what I wanted to be when I grew up. And <laughs> that was answered for me when I met Pax and began our journey together in writing, in uh, personal, private readings for people, of which mm-hmm. I... I still do, um, and that's where the change happened in the trajectory of, of my life, and here we are today as a result. Fantastic. Well, ladies, I have a couple of comments. I think it's fascinating to learn your background. Nelfi, I think based on what you said, what's interesting about even in my life, I sense that the things that we have encountered is no accident in the sense that this is something we are sum total of all the experiences we have, and that sort of contributes the total you and how profound you are in your teachings now with others. Oh, I think so. I think I agree with you 100% that I feel that it is that journey and the challenging mm-hmm. journey for many people that forms us, you know, forms our spirit that mm-hmm. um, allows mm-hmm. us to look inwardly. And I, and I know that I would not have become a seeker of all things spiritual had I not had mm-hmm. those struggles. Yeah. You know, I probably would have been interested in other things. So it was uh, very provident that um, that was my life's journey, and I don't regret any of it. There was times that I did question, you know, why? <laughs> why did this have to happen? You know, this sort of thing. And right. why do I have to have these struggles? But mm-hmm. um, it's a great place, hindsight, and it's easy to see now why that was the journey for me. And I appreciate it and have gratitude for that journey. Beautiful. When we look back, it's really interesting because when you were born and someone handed you a file and said, well, guess what? This is how you're going to live your life. Yeah, please give me a break. (laughs) 
<laughs> that's not mm-hmm. how it is. And right, buy the have, book. <laughs> all right. <laughs> and now that you have experienced all this, that's what makes you a very powerful guest, a very powerful speaker and presenter because you were speaking from experience. It's an experiential presentation, and that's what people want in all actuality, not someone who have read 10,000 books, and let me tell you what so-and-so did. <laughs> it's not quite the same. That's the difference. So that's yeah. fascinating. Truly, thank you so much for sharing your story. Well, for thank me, you. It wasn't uh, always easy to share that. Right, right, right. It's true. Very, very true. Carol, what's interesting about your story is that is there anyone in your family lineage that did have the gift of channeling? Uh, my mother and my grandmother, um, ah. not not mm-hmm. specifically um, channeling, and yet mm-hmm. they were uh, intuitive. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. both mm-hmm. of them. Just and my mother used to say about her mother, when when I asked, well, what you know, tell me about it. What did she do, or or yeah. did, my mother would say, you know, she just knew things. She just knew yeah. things. Yeah. And that that's powerful because that's mm-hmm. that's uh, an intuitive, um, um, you know, a, a sensitive and um, a clairsentient person. It's just mm-hmm. uh, she knew things. But you know, in certain societies and and times, it mm-hmm. was not a good idea to be um, allowing that information uh, to be known about That's a person correct. and it's certainly if we go back in history if you were a woman and you behaved that way well then you were most likely a witch That's and right. <laughs> there were penalties for that mm-hmm. so uh yes it's in my family and uh how much further back i i really don't know fascinating fascinating the book is just beautifully written it's very well organized and one of the interesting things I got out of the book is the fact that it covers history, present day, and the future. Future, obviously, we can only dream about. Present is something we can do. And, of course, the past is what gives us the faith to move on in the right direction. One of the many things that I love about the book is the fact that it actually brings everyone together. Me being originally from Malaysia, and one of my aunts were actually a medium, and one of the things I remember growing up is like people would say from the European side of the equation, say, well, that's an Eastern thing, it's uh, uncivilized or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> and when you look at it now, we have come to full circle where everybody mm-hmm. around the world seems to be able to really connect and dial their radio waves in their mind to really tap into the right frequency, so to speak, respectfully. Yes, yes. We've been talking about that a lot, actually, Carol and I, the idea Mm -hmm. that these sort of things are now part of our vernacular as a Mm -hmm. human civilization, that Mm -hmm. it wasn't that long ago that people didn't talk about it, but it was still there. And now we're in this beautiful place where everything's opening up in this Mm -hmm. way, and it's not, you know, off the path to talk about these things anymore. It's very mainstream. Right. So true. Well, I think there's a shift around the world, and people are a little bit more receptive, actually, from a global standpoint of view. And coming back to the question that you and I ask ourselves, why? Why me? (laughs) Yes. Let's talk about who is PAX, Carol, and how has that synergy transformed you as a channel? PAX, uh, PAX introduced himself to me 
in the early 1990s um, mm-hmm. when I was uh, sitting idly um, with paper and pen and wanting to uh, to become um, skilled at automatic writing, and I was bringing in some spirits that were just looking for any kind of contact and were not um, not there for any good purpose other than just to communicate with anybody. And in the midst of all of this, um, the energy changed uh, in my office that evening. The energy uh, that I feel in my arm, in my hand, uh, when it's coming through me, uh, it all changed. The writing style changed. It began to flow, and I was introduced to Pax, who had decided, I, I guess, that uh, I was to be the chosen one, um, how it happened was that Pax wrote a greeting to me introducing himself, stating that he had messages for the world he wanted to share, and he asked would I be willing to become his channel for the purpose of putting his wisdom and guidance into book form so that it could be shared with the world. Well, my... Um, my trepidation at, at the entire mm-hmm. prospect was great because I was just learning the the automatic writing, and I asked why me, and his words that he replied to me, I'll never forget, he said, because you are new at this, because you will change none of my words, that was so very important mm-hmm. um, to him, and um, he also said, and because you have no bad habits, and I expected he meant <laughs> around the channeling process. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So I did ask for time to consider it because I recognized it was a huge responsibility. Um, I had no way of getting his words into book form and out to the world. So mm-hmm. um, I... I we discussed that, and I agreed to it, and began channeling and collecting all of his wisdoms and guidance um, into file folders for later use. And um, the transformation of my life um, was pretty much complete because I suddenly realized this indeed was a gift to me. Um, Pex's wisdom and guidance was going to be a gift to the world, and it was a great responsibility, and I was quite thrilled with it, and it became the focus of my life, and still is. Uh, I just can't imagine not, you know, channeling daily, Mm -hmm. and it is just uh, the greatest gift in my lifetime. Fantastic. That's beautiful. By the way, you're listening to From My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio, our podcast, Available on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitches Radio, Blueberry Podcasting, TuneIn Radio, Mixcloud, Podchaser, Listen Notes, and Hop Hopper. I'm Johnny Tan, your host, and my guests for this morning are Penelope Jean Hayes and Carol Serene Bogans. Penelope is the foremost leader in contagious and osmotic energy known as virulenology. Carol is a channeler and medium. She communicates with spirit messenger packs. Channeling packs wisdom for books through automatic writing. 
together they co-author Do Unto Us, It's Not Too Late. Penelope, Carol, and I are having a conversation about their remarkable life's journey and their collaborative work in guiding us repair our damaged planet Earth. Penelope, what drew you two to each other that led to this wonderful co-creation? Yes, Johnny. Carol and I were actually acquainted. I had gone to her for some spirit channeling sessions mm-hmm. and really enjoyed them. And the information that Pax brought to my life was giving me a sense of uh, affirmation of the journey that I was on. The questions that I was asking was around my second book, and that second book was slated to be titled Do Unto Earth, and I was also establishing Mm -hmm. the Viral Energy Institute. So one day I had contact from Carol saying that Pax had asked her to reach out to me to offer wisdom for the Viral Energy Institute. And so this was tremendously exciting. Can you imagine Mm -hmm. receiving a message from the spirit world that they would like to help you with what you're working on? (laughs) So (laughs) it was uh, pretty incredible, but we had no idea in those early days what was to come. So we started the process where I sent the first 10 questions is how it started. And then, um, and you know, the questions were all centered around those things that I was working on. And so the book Do Unto Earth was meant to be an environmental book. And I had a skeleton of what that was, but I didn't know where the information was going to come from. I assumed that as a journalist, I, which is my background also, that I would be interviewing various people and various sources of wisdom. But I didn't know that what we started to do would end up being that book. And so it was a very short time into the process that I was looking at this material saying it sounds an awful lot like the book Do Unto Earth. And so I asked mm-hmm. Carol to ask Pax, you know, is this indeed meant to be that book? And of course, the answer was yes. It's beautiful. That's really, really wonderful. The book is beautifully well done in terms of organization. As I mentioned, you talk about history at present and the future. Let's start about the beginning, basically. Either one of you, whether Mm -hmm. Carol or Penelope, if you want to answer this, what are star seeds and star seed origin? Sure. So one of the very first questions that I had was that some people think that people are aliens to this planet because we just live so out of balance with the natural Mm -hmm. world. Mm -hmm. And are we indeed aliens to this planet? Of course, I was not expecting the answer at all to be in the affirmative. And Pax said that, you know, indeed you are and you originate from light years away. So as this story goes unfolded by Pax, we were star-seeded to planet Earth from many different planets. So not just one planet or one people, but many different planets and different galaxies, and indeed light years away. And that he said to look to the way that your people look. Various people from you know different cultures, they have different looks, different languages even. And these can be traced back. And he said that the evidence of this is in your early drawings, you know, early artwork, ancient artwork and mm-hmm. oral histories that have been passed down and that there are references and there are evidence of our star-seeded origins. That's fascinating, really, really fascinating. Can either one of you speak about the statement facts made with regards to the universe provides what the soul craves? I thought that was a beautiful phrase. <laughs> It is beautiful. I'm sure we can both speak to that. I would say that 
and, and I would love, I know Carol would have a lot of great stuff on this too. I would say that this statement is about, for me, I interpreted that as choice and intention and passion, this idea of ask and you shall receive. So in our process, I realized that I said to Carol one day, I find it interesting. It seems that PACS only answers when there's a direct question. So it's not a vague you know, you have to be very specific with the questions to get a specific mm-hmm. answer. And that, and she laughed and she said, oh, you noticed that too? So we had a laugh with that. But the universe provides what the soul craves is an idea to be a seeker and to be open. And, you know, to be a channel is to be open. And so mm-hmm. that all of that, all of us are, you know, have those abilities that are laying dormant that we just haven't exercised or many of us haven't exercised these six sense. But that the, the universe is there, the wisdom of the ages, the collective consciousness of the universe is there, but we have to seek it. You know, it's mm-hmm. not just going to come knocking on our door. We have to take action. And one of our questions in this book, Do Unto Earth, of course, it's about environmental healing, but it's so much more. Mm-hmm. But one of the things was this idea of, well, why doesn't the spirit world just, you know, help us with this environmental crisis? Why don't you just give us the solution to stop our dependency on crude oil, for example? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And by the way, PAX gives us almost a recipe for what that solution is, but stop short of giving everything. And so I, my, my question was sort of, you know, please, like just, you know, we really need this. Like we're, we have such an issue on this planet with the environmental crisis and, you know, why can't the spirit world help, you know, with this a little bit more, just give us the formula. And the answer came back that, you know, we're not going to clean up your mess for you. You know, you are the mm-hmm. boots on the ground. So if you think of the entirety of the spirit world as a body, and that mm-hmm. maybe humankind are those boots on the ground and mm-hmm. that we're part of this wholeness, this oneness, and we can tap into all of this, but that we have to take action. We have to do the work. And so the spirit provides what the soul craves. Hmm. That's true. I'm just going to build on a little on what Penelope sure. said. So uh, I would start out by saying what she said, but then I would say also that Pax likes to share with us constantly the uh, reminder that we have mm-hmm. the power. Each, each of us has the personal power within us to mm-hmm. uh, to to access it. Uh, to make the difference, as Penelope says, we are the boots on the ground here. Mm-hmm. We have work to do on this planet. But it's always a reminder from Pax that we're capable, we've got the strength, the wisdom, we just need to go within ourselves to access it. That's true, very, very true. My own personal experience with regards to you talking about the environment, what's interesting is that we all in many ways are complicit or just chose to ignore what's happening. But the beauty of it, mm-hmm. nature will pinch, doesn't get your attention, then perhaps a little punch will. And this is a, mm-hmm. <laughs> this is a true experience. In Dallas, we have a beautiful lake, White Rock Lake. I used to live out in that area. When you walk around the lake, it's about nine miles total distance. But anyway, sections of the lake, it's well taken care of in a way. You have different nonprofits that say, okay, I'll clean this site, that site, and so forth. Well, guess what? The environment changes, right? I mean, apparently we're not doing a good job, so you have flash floods. And so the lake obviously got flooded, right? And uh, it's like Mother Nature vomited out the things that 
I don't need in the lake. <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. what but a great description. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the water goes out, right? So it goes out and it, it carries all the junk. Yeah. And then when it receded, yeah. it leaves all the mess on the walkway, the bikeway, and all that. And you have to clean it out. <laughs> oh. Tony, it's like the cat or the dog that throws the, the toy up. It's like the, the lake is saying, we can't digest this plastic. Right. Yeah. 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 So are we paying attention to that? That's the thing. And we yeah, have to that's on that not. one. And that, that's, that's, that's why we presented this book to Andrews, and that's why the spirit world has come knocking right now to say, this is a critical yeah. time, and you people yeah. need some waking up right now, because it actually mm-hmm. Pax tells us that we only have 8 to 12 years before a fail-safe mm-hmm. point is reached for the wellness mm-hmm. of this planet. And that's mm-hmm. not the end of the world. That's if we continue doing what we're doing without waking sure. up, as you say, that we yeah. will reach that point of no return. Sure. I mean, that's a paradigm shift. I mean, these are the things that we are complicit about, to be honest with you. And I say this respectfully, even mm-hmm. with the current pandemic we're facing, we live in a closed system. You can't create order without creating disorder somewhere else. At the same time, you cannot create disorder without creating order somewhere else. So the orderly side of the equation, less flying, less a lot of things, the air is cleaner. Mm-hmm. To a certain extent, yes, is at the expense of human lives, but what it is, is that's not the intent. The intent is like, hello, wake up. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You have the technology to take care of this. Oh, for sure. And we have the ability. Look at how quickly, too, it changed mm-hmm. within right. a few weeks, a few short months of things grinding to a halt. You know, yeah. the canals in uh, different areas, um, where was it Venice, the canals uh, had dolphins again, and you could see through the water. So it is a lesson of how quickly we could do it if we wanted to. Correct. So true. One of the phrases that I really love is, we see the future, and this is from Pax, by the way, we see the Mm -hmm. future role of women mimicking the past. And I kind of paraphrase a lot of this, but in a nutshell, this is what it says. The women mimicking the past, matriarchal society, beginning with a wise woman who supports her people with a healing and teaching. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yes, I, I know we both can. We love this one. So <laughs> this is a message to go back to return to the wisdom of our First Nations peoples and the way of the grandmothers and the nurturing and the way return to a more gentle, loving, and compassionate world. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it wasn't always a patriarchal society. You know, uh, life on planet Earth has ebbed and flowed, and the balance of power has shifted between the masculine and feminine. Mm-hmm. And, the, you know, Pax is, Pax is actually wanting us to recognize that, that the shift is happening, that that, mm-hmm. you know, that balance, literally you think of, you know, the balancing is now tipping in that direction. And that's a really good thing because I think we need a lot more gentleness and compassion right now. Carol, I'm sure you would want to add to that. Um, just that along with the uh, wise woman uh, comes the teaching of the respect for Mother Earth and mm-hmm. the use of plants uh, for, for medicine uh, mm-hmm. Not only food, but for medicine, a very holistic way of living. And I guess, you know, the men were out hunter-gathering, and uh, the women at the time were were the wise ones that were the uh, teachers 
of mm-hmm. uh, how to look after Mother Earth, how to respectfully take, whether it be the life of an animal for food or or the plants for uh, food and medicine. Uh, there is a respect for all all things. Um, that was the belief that everything has energy and soul and deserves respect. And that teaching has been too long abandoned uh, on mm-hmm. our planet. And Pax asks us to look to that way of living once again um, as to be part of our, our saving of ourselves and, uh, and our planet. So true. When I read that phrase, first thing that came to mind in our current situation is the president of New Zealand. She was reelected in a landslide. And as you know, New Zealand mm-hmm. is COVID free. Yes. And mm-hmm. <laughs> she and is so, amazing. Yes, yes. So mm-hmm. it's there. It's beginning. So hopefully the ripple effect will sort of, it takes time, obviously. But yes. It's there because I have to say this. I mean, being involved with nine moms, women tend to look through the lens of love more than men does. <laughs> yes. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's a whole different well, we appreciate energy. you as a man. We, we appreciate you as a man uh, drawing attention to that. Um, sometimes when we women get together, we think if, you know, if it was just women, we could rule the world in a much better place. There would be peace on earth. Well, true. And, and, and we don't. I'm sure that it wouldn't be a utopia, but I think there's a lot to be garnered from the women's point of view and the feminine, for sure. Why are we at the crossroads of our survival? It's what you spoke of earlier, Johnny. It's this, um, that we need to wake up, that a lot of people, Mm -hmm. the great majority of people on this planet are completely unaware of where their products come from, for one thing. So we've taken Mm -hmm. ourselves out of the system, out of the ecosystem of planet Earth, we have taken ourselves out, and this started around the time of the Industrial Revolution. So everything changed when we were able to industrialize and make parts and products at lightning speed. And the advent of plastic, for one thing, and things used to be, you know, we used to use mason jars and milk came in bottles and glass bottles, and all of this has changed. And so we had this plastic problem develop almost overnight when you think of the history of mankind, plastic came up and then it was like, well, what do we do with it? You know, it doesn't return to the earth. Well, what do we just bury it in landfills and forget about Mm -hmm. it and dump it in the ocean and it becomes part of the great Pacific garbage patch. And so out of nowhere came this, this issue of, well, let's not, let's not tell people where it goes and let's not even think about where it came from. And so we're all responsible to put ourselves back into the ecosystem of planet earth. And this is a mindfulness. This is a, getting educated, but also it's such common sense. We know where plastic comes from. We know what we're doing in terms of the global warming that we're experiencing from pollution, air pollution. You look at places like India where the air quality Mm -hmm. is so poor, Los Angeles, you know, it's close to home and it's far away, but we're not ignorant to these things. We know Mm -hmm. about them, and yet we choose to be ignorant to these things. We choose to say, you know what, I'm just going to get my piece of meat from the grocery store wrapped in plastic (laughs) cellophane, and I'm not going to care. I don't want to know where it came from. I don't want to hear about what goes on in factory farms. I don't want to know what the suffering is of where I get my food, and Mm -hmm. I don't want to know what happens with my waste. I put it in the garbage bin. It gets picked up, and that's all I want to know. And so we have only look at this little chain. 
you look at this one little piece of the chain and you're able to ignore everything else that's going on, that we are a part of that chain and we're a part of the problem and we need to become part of the solution. Mm, right. You know, I think I'll also a part of um, a recognition of our being at the crossroads is we have generations of people living uh, in the head in the sand mode about right. um, everything to do with yes. ecology. And we also now have a generation or two that are um, stepping up and speaking up um, against all of this, and, and they are the conscience now mm-hmm. uh, for the planet. And there is a, a real a tug of war going on between those who wish to become active in, um, in teaching about what we should be doing and those who wish to, as Penelope says, just go ahead and, and use the, their old ways and really ignore um, mm-hmm. what they should be paying attention to in terms of their footprint uh, on this earth plane. And that tug of war is tilting, I think, in favor of the younger generations who see the light and, uh, and are going to do something, uh, do something by way of repair of this planet, uh, no matter what comes in their way they're they're going to prevail that's very interesting and you're right well the book talks a lot about the process of again understanding history where we came the current present moment and then of course the future the much anticipated future which is just fascinating you got to get the book to read all this wonderful (laughs) history stuff it's real life but the process what i really like actually is that it begins with we ourselves the me, myself, and I kind of mm-hmm. thing. So how do we get to our higher self? Mm-hmm. I think consciousness raising, uh, Pax uses the line, consciousness raising in a maximum level. Mm-hmm. And that if we do raise our consciousness, that we then transcend a lot of these issues because our higher selves don't do these things. You know, we're, mm-hmm. it would be incapable of that at that level of consciousness to hurt each other, to cause wars, to war in our own family groups, to mm-hmm. harm animals, to harm the planet, to clear-cut rainforests. You know, all of these things become impossible when we're living at our higher consciousness selves. That's true. Very, very true. Carol, how does karma play into this role? Karma... That's such a powerful thing. It's like a, a magnetic pull uh, mm-hmm. to to contribute, to, to right a wrong, uh, or to continue a lesson in life. It is um, it is so powerful that it really can't be avoided. Uh, and in that case, it's uh, for the greater good. Interesting. Very very interesting. You're listening to From My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio. Our podcasts are available on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitches Radio, Blueberry Podcasting, TuneIn Radio, Mixcloud, Podchaser, Listen Notes, and Hop Hopper. My guests are Penelope Jean Hayes and Carol Serene Bogans. Penelope is the foremost leader in contagious and osmotic energy known as virology. Carol is a channeler and medium. 
She communicates with the spirit messenger Pax, channeling Pax's wisdom for books through automatic writing. Together, they co-authored Do Unto Earth, It's Not Too Late. Penelope, Carol, and I are having a conversation about their remarkable life's journey and their collaborative work in guiding us repair our damaged planet Earth. I'm your host, Johnny Tan. Ladies, as we pivot to the future, what should our mission be? You know, we talk and do unto Earth about mission of an individual, sort of your life mm-hmm. purpose. And mm-hmm. that is, according to Pax, and it certainly resonates with me, to create and to spread knowledge. So to learn and then to share what we've learned with others. So in terms of a personal mission, a personal purpose, we're all here to create, not merely to survive. He also speaks of purpose by generation. And Carol spoke of the younger generation now and you, you know, we're very aware of the younger people, how active they are and outspoken for the environment. And, you know, their purpose at that young age is to be heard and to not accept, you know, they don't need to pay the bills yet. So they have this beautiful, they're in this golden moment where they can really focus on what matters in a very pure way. And that older generations have a purpose, too, in terms of the repair of our planetary home. But the older generations have a purpose in bringing their wisdom and also sometimes being resources of, um, you know, support and even financial support of some of the initiatives that are going on and some of the things that the younger people are doing. So there is purpose for individuals and purpose by generation. Very interesting. Carol, do you have anything to add to that? Uh, To be our best selves um, and to rise to our, our higher purpose, and Pax does, as Penelope says, uh, focus a lot on teaching. Uh, we're all here to rise uh, to our best possible selves to learn and to teach, um, to to keep the ball rolling, if you will, to to the betterment of our humanity and our planet. Very interesting. That's so true. The book also talks about what I like are the essential steps. What are the essential steps we need to manifest? So this was an interesting conversation. We read a lot about the law of attraction, and that formula mm-hmm. is ask, believe, receive. And still a lot of people aren't, you know, that formula, ask, believe, receive, isn't necessarily answering all the questions for a lot of people. So I had wanted to know, you know, Pax, is there something that we're missing in this <laughs> formula? And he, he kind of gives us more to it. So it's really, really interesting and great for, you know, self-help and self-improvement um, and empowerment and, you know, um, reaching goals on a personal level and our journey. So what he says is set intention and then be empowered and to trust and believe in yourself, to have the vision and actually, you know, envision and visualize. But then to also take action and remain focused. And that focus is that if we, you know, you have your eye on the ball, but sometimes we get distracted and kind of turn our attention to something different. And so to come back to that focus on intention. But he's adding to the formula that what's really important is intention, that all things stem from intention. And what do we intend? And what we intend will manifest in the world. Mm-hmm. And so the focus true. on uh, trust in self uh, underlies all of that. We we need to be reminded that we have the power and to trust in ourselves. Very, very interesting. So exactly. true. 
one of the chapters, it's kind of really cool, ironically, right? Since we are in the holiday season, please share with us the best of the Holy Grail and Empowerment chapter. Either one of you ladies, please take the lead. Sure, I'm going to set it up, but it actually is something I'm going to baton to Carol because she explains this so well. So this <laughs> chapter is dealing with, we have a discussion about Jesus and other spiritual messengers and teachers and prophets. And Pax is saying that the intention of Jesus or other spiritual messengers is not for us to defer to a religion for our answers or to messages encapsulated in writings from long time ago. These are helpful tools, but he is saying that the power lies within us and that the God being is a living thing and this lives within all of us. And we have within ourselves the wisdom and our sixth sense and we have the ability and inner tools to decide for ourselves of what we, um, what we believe, what we um, think about the outside world, and to always go to our inner wisdom and to not defer to outside sources, to know that we are the source and we have the abilities. And without that, we're disempowering ourselves. So if we are always deferring to outside sources a we don't take responsibility and b we're never truly empowered because we're telling ourselves that we don't have the power so i'd like to baton that to carol thank you and pax said also um live your best love all and follow your heart and do kindness and practice respect for all which I think is very powerful. In addition, he said that we are to believe and trust in ourselves to be our highest and best. And he ended with blind faith is not for all, which I thought was another Mm -hmm. powerful way of saying uh, you have the power. Trust in yourself. Mm -hmm. Very, very interesting. You two have mentioned about universal consciousness, how can we access it? I like to say meditation is a really good tool so Mm -hmm. that we always have, we're always connected to universal consciousness. We're part of it. And that it is the, the clouds that we bring into our life that really is what's blocking us. So nothing's happening to us, but what we're doing to ourselves. And so if we you know, cloud our vision and bring in all these energetic toxins to give you kind of a a visual of what that might be. You think of the clouds covering the sun. And so the sun's always there. So how do we connect to universal consciousness? We are connected. You know, the sun is, it is there. So our job is to clear the clouds in our lives, in our um, thoughts, that thoughts are things and they're very powerful energy formations. So I would contribute this idea of that we can tap into. We can do that. Meditation is one great way. Just opens this beautiful portal. But also just the idea of being clear for that, that we are connected to that. Yeah, the belief. The belief Mm -hmm. is there and the remaining open um, and setting our intention. And uh, that that does it for most of us. (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful. That's true. Not only that, I believe that 
if we are ready, comes back to the original concept the universe will provide. Yeah. But are we wanting that? Ah, That's the are challenge. we are we ready for? Are we prepared for what comes? Yeah. Well, uh, not always. No. <laughs> but again, you know, it's the, the intention. Book, do unto Earth has a lot of preparation. You know, yeah. we spoke of intention and do unto Earth. There was fifty-four yeah. unique conversations about intention. So Carol's absolutely right. But yeah. we do feel that Pax contacted us. Not, and, and it wasn't contacting myself and Carol. This is a message to all yeah. of humanity. And that right. this message right now is to lay that groundwork for that blueprint, for that healing that you speak of. So true. Where can someone go to get more information about you two, Pax Wisdom, and keep up with your latest happenings? It's so simple, Johnny. It's PaxWisdom.com. That's P-A-X wisdom.com and all the social media and both of our personal uh, websites are also linked through there. Wonderful. Do you have any advice for someone who is a skeptic? Remain open. Okay. Pax had said a closed mind is its own reward. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. Hey, it's up to you. Do you, do you want gifts or not? (laughs) <laughs> hey, my mom used to tell me back in Malaysia, of course, we have a lot of coconut shells, coconuts, right? Coconut trees. It says yes. you got to kind of venture out of underneath the coconut shell once in a while. And <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, and sort of live and enjoy and learn out of curiosity, basically. Yes. What is next for you two ladies? We are both writing. We both individually are writing other books. And mm-hmm. we have more projects together. Pat says a good team, we three. <laughs> yes, we, and we are we three. Um, and for myself, as Penelope said, working on um, another book and uh, doing uh, private readings uh, for individuals mm-hmm. who, who are seeking. Wonderful. Any last words about Do Unto Earth? Read it. I yeah. agree. Oh, last <laughs> words, we would just say that it is a gift to you, a gift to the reader, um, a gift to your listeners right now. It's really exciting. It's full of these curiosities, really neat things like what happened to Amelia Earhart and how were the great mm-hmm. pyramids built. So it's a fascinating read. As you said, it's an easy read. It reads like a movie. It's not um, taking you to school. It's not your typical environmental or spiritual book. It's something different, and it's really fun. And also, I just want to say really quick that Carol mentioned that she does private readings. Visit her mm-hmm. website, carolsereneborgans.com, and that is linked through paxwisdom.com, and it will be a beautiful gift to your life. Wonderful. Oh, thank you. Penelope, let's talk a little bit about your institute, too, as well. I understand you have some stuff going on there, correct? Yes, so the Viral Energy Institute, which is just viralenergyinstitute.com, we're working on personal, interpersonal, and planetary well-being. And we have classes. We have online, on, the, the online classes started in 2020. It was really instigated by the whole COVID experience. But the mm-hmm. in-person seminars and in-person coaching and retreats have been going on for a long time. So retreats are on hold for the moment. But it's a really um, wonderful thing to experience that we affect energy and energy affects us. So if anyone's interested, just go to viralenergyinstitute.com. Fantastic. 
by the way, we're coming close to the end of the hour. Since our show is about people, family, and living life, would you two like to share a recipe for living with our listeners this morning? So, Penelope, would you like to start first? Thanks, Johnny. I would say to actively raise your consciousness, and you can do that through your thoughts and your intentions and actions, but that a lot of us let our thoughts run rogue you know, the mm-hmm. thing that happened today, the argument with the friend, the weird phone call from a family member, and this affects your life. And it also uh, deters your ability to raise your consciousness if you're getting caught up in the weeds. So I would say to give yourself the gift of allowing some of that to fall off and to really be more mindful about your thoughts and to understand that intention will drive your life, that your life will be a product of what you intend. And I can promise you that works. It worked for me. I know it's worked for Carol. So set your intention of what this life is for you, what you want to contribute, and you'll see a beautiful life unfold. Beautiful. Those those are wise words. And to just to not lose faith in yourself, not lose um, trust in the goal uh, that you see ahead for your life, uh, where you where where you want to take it. Um, understand that you can uh, elevate your consciousness, and really uh, that drives your life forward in the knowingness, the trust and belief in what you have chosen as your as your life's goal, and uh, that intention will allow it to become reality for you. Fantastic. Ladies, thank you for the great recipes for living and for spending this hour with me on From My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio. To all our listeners, please join me next Tuesday morning, December 15. My guest will be Dr. Sergey Kahili-King. He's the author of many works on Huna and Hawaiian shamanism, including Urban Shaman and Instant Healing. Dr. Sergey and I will be having a conversation about his remarkable life's journey and his latest book, Dreaming Techniques, Working with Night Dreams, Daydreams, and Liminal Dreams. For additional information about this show and future shows, please go to FromMyMama'sKitchenTalkRadio.com. Thank you for listening and have a very blessed week. Penelope Carroll, it has been a true pleasure. Happy holidays to you two ladies. Thank you again and have a very blessed day. Thank you, Johnny. Johnny. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.